morning in Judges chapter 2. Let's all stand in honor of God's word. I'm going to be reading out the Amplified Bible this morning. There's one verse that I really want us to kind of stay in and look at. So I, I know it's a little bit different when we read out of the Amplified Bible, but I, I guess I could have came back to that one verse, but I just want to stay here for a little bit. Here in his, and Luke preached out of this. I don't know if it was on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. And I, I loved the scripture. And then I just came through this on my regular reading this week. And I just, I, I was just going to blow on through. And the Lord wouldn't, he would not let me. He would not let me go on. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilga to Bochum. And he said, and this is, he's telling them what he's done. I brought you up from Egypt and have brought you to the land which I swore to give your fathers. And I said, I will never break my commandment, my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land, but you shall break down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? So now I say, I will not drive them out from before you. But they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare to you. When the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all of the Israelites, the people lifted up their voice and wept. They named that place Bochum, Weepers, and they, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. And when Joshua had let the people go, the Israelites went every man to his inheritance and possessed the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua who had seen, this is what's important, who had seen the great works of the Lord, which he did for Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him within the boundary of his, of his inheritance in Timnaharaz, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Goash. And also all the generation were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, who did not know recognize or understand the Lord or even the work which he had done for Israel and the people of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals and they forsook the Lord and the God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt they went after other gods of the peoples around them and bowed down to them and provoked the Lord to anger I think it's interesting here that the ones who heard about what God had done and seen what God had done, it changed them. And then you have another group that they heard what God had done, but they didn't see anything, and they left him. And I want us to talk about that this morning. Let's pray. Lord, I just want us to hear your voice today, Lord. I pray that you would just speak what you have been speaking into my own heart this week, Lord, and the challenge that you've put on my own heart today. Lord, in these next few moments, oh God, I pray that you would just come and you would challenge our hearts today, that you would help us to not think of anything else but what you might be saying into our lives today. Have your way, God, in Jesus' name, amen. All through history, God has sought for his creation to trust him. 
And he has sought for them to recognize and understand him, them. And this, this is really interesting here in this 10th verse. There's three words there, that they would know him, that they would recognize him, and that they would understand him. And uh, they want, God seeks to get us to this place where we trust him, where we believe that he has the best for us where we believe that he will provide for us, where he will take care of us, that we can trust him, that he's going to take care of us not only now, but he will take care of us for eternity. But sin always comes in, and sin is always a trust issue. Adam and Eve ate the fruit because they didn't trust God. They didn't trust that he had the best for them. They thought that maybe he was holding out uh, on on them and and uh, we even see that in in our own day and age we have people within the church and and they live their life and they follow after God but they look at other people and they say why why do they look like they're having such a great time and I feel like I'm missing out and and we and we don't trust that God has the best for us we we look at other people and we think how come, how come they get to do those things or how come they get to enjoy these things and I don't get, God doesn't have the best for me. I want you to know this morning, God has the best for you. God always has the best for you. But Israel didn't believe like they were trusting God. They always felt like God was holding out on them, that God was keeping the good stuff away from them and that's the way it is all through our lives. We, when we don't trust him, we believe that God doesn't have the best for us. We don't trust that he does. So he comes to them and he says, uh, I brought you out of Egypt. This is an interesting thing. This is in verse 1. It's the very first thing that he says to him, them. He says, I brought you out of Egypt. Do you understand that that one sentence right there should have brought all of Israel to their knees? They should have went back and said, he did. He brought us out of Egypt. We were in slavery for 400 years. The very mention of that phrase right there, I brought you out of Egypt, should have put them on their knees and they sang, praise God forever. That should have been enough. That one sentence right there, God should be able to go to any Jewish person in the world today and say, I brought you out of Egypt, and that Jewish person get on their knees and say, praise be to God, I will worship you with all of my life. That one sentence. The freeing of Israel from Egypt is one of the greatest things that has ever happened. Yet they and we forget. God would uh, not have to have said anything else, and the people should have said, we will worship you forever. But God's done more than that. God should be able to come to us and say, I created everything. And the rest of that sentence say, and the people worshipped him. I flooded the earth and I saved Noah and his family. I saved all of mankind. And the people worshipped him forever. I brought Israel out of Egypt and the people worshipped him forever. I gave Abraham a son when he was really, really old and when Sarah was really, really old. And that should be enough for us to worship him. David killed Goliath when he was just a little boy, and we should worship him. I fed the Israelites in the desert for 40 years with nothing. We should worship him just for that sentence. My son fed the 5,000 in the New Testament and the 3,000 in the New Testament. That should be enough, and the people just worshiped him. I give you breath. God could just be able to say that to us and we say, yes, I'm, I love you. I give you life. 
Everything you have, I give to you. I, I feed, you understand this? God feeds the world. This world that everybody says is, is, is uh, falling apart and that we're going to be gone in the next 12 years or whatever, it does a pretty good job of feeding the world. It's not, it's not that it doesn't produce enough. It's just that we don't get it out to everybody. And God feeds the world. And God doesn't have to go to the Sam's Club or the Costco or the Walmart. He just produces it. And God should be able to say to us, I feed the world. And we should say, I just worship you. I gave my son to take on all the punishment for sin. And that should bring us to our knees and say, you are God. Any one of these statements should be enough to bring us to our knees and worship God with our whole life. But we are just like Israel. And if you read these verses here and and you go to chapter 10, it says, And also all that generation were gathered to their fathers. And then there came another generation. There arose another generation after them who did not know, recognize, or understand the Lord or even the work which he had done. So after them comes this generation, something happened. And this generation could not recognize God. When they saw what he was doing, they didn't recognize it as God doing it. They didn't understand what God God was doing it. And I think that's where we are. are, I believe that we are like that. I think sometimes we say, yeah, I've heard the story. I've I've heard the Bible stories. I've I've been to Sunday school. I've heard heard the preachers on TV. I've, I've heard the whole story. But I don't know if it's true. I believe we live in a culture who have heard talkings about Jesus and have heard stories about Jesus but they don't know him they don't recognize him and they don't understand him and I think this is where we are in in the in the place we are in our culture in America and and this is how uh, God has been and it's and it's and it it hasn't been taught and our history is 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 different that we don't teach anything anymore in the world we live in the Holocaust isn't even talked about anymore. We don't talk about evil. We, don't, we, just, gather, we, just, we just don't talk about anything. And, and, and our kids are like, I think maybe I've heard about it. But we don't know or recognize or believe. And God moves and people respond and rejoice and obey. And then they do what the Lord wants them to. And then they get lazy and then they forget. And we get back to this place where we don't recognize God. And I think we're in this place in the generation that we live in now where they've, our kids have heard about God, but they don't know who he is. They don't recognize who he is. And when we don't tell the story of God in our homes and in our churches, if we don't tell the story of God, he will be forgotten. And this is where they were. And many of our kids don't know who God is because the story of God in our homes is a story of God in a book, but it's not the story of God in my life. 
You see, I believe that the Israelites were telling the story and they said, this is what God did and this is what God did in their life. And the people that saw it, they were like, I see God working. And then you have another generation that comes in and they didn't see it, but they just told the story. And it was, it was a story, but it wasn't something that was alive in their life. And so they, they heard about it, but they couldn't recognize it. And I think this is what happens in our lives. The story becomes, this is who Jesus is. And we talk about the precepts of Jesus. And we talk about the goodness of Jesus. And we talk about the things that Jesus does. But they don't see it lived out in our life. And so it's not real. You see, the, 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 the generations before this saw it lived out. They saw it. They walked through it. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that somebody just said. They, they could see it and they could see it going on. And, and when they saw it, they believed. They recognized it. And they understood it. I want to ask you this morning, how often do you tell your story to your family? How often have you sat down and said, you know, this is what happened to me. This is where, this is where I found Jesus. And this is what Jesus has done in my life. And this is how we live, and this is how God has done something in my life. We have a generation who does not recognize or understand God, either because we don't speak it or because we're not familiar with it ourselves. Our kids don't know who God is because we, we don't know he's real or we don't live like he is real. They have heard the word but they have never really turned and seen it themselves lived completely out the first generation that was lived from that was rescued from Egypt lived it and I think they got maybe tired of telling the story when I preach lots of times I, I've preached for 20 years now I've been your pastor for 20 years I have preached a lot of sermons. Every Christmas, I, I come to the, to the problem. Uh, it's not really a problem, but what am I going to preach about this Christmas? I've preached the birth of Jesus 20 different times, 20 different ways. And I was like, I'm going to have to tell this story again. This is going to be so boring. I'm just being honest with you. How do I tell the story? And I think we get tired of telling the story. But you see, it's not an old story. It's not, it's not, it's not something that, that happened here and is not happening now. This is, this is a story of, of what has happened, but our life is a story of what is happening. And we say, this is what God did, but our life is, this is what God is doing. And, and, the, and the reason that the Israelites didn't know him or they couldn't recognize him is they, they had heard about something, but they didn't recognize it in real life. And if you just hear the story, but you don't have any way to recognize it, then it doesn't work. I don't know how you recognize thing. I, I went to the Google and I looked up, what does recognize mean? And so I went on the Google and it said, to identify someone you have seen before. It means, I've seen this and, and I recognize them. And so they had this, the Israelites had this story and they, and, they, and they just had the story, but they weren't seeing it again. You have to see it again to re recognize it. And it had never clicked in my mind before. 
I thought about when, when Simon Peter first met Jesus, and, and it, tells, it tells about that story, and he's there, and, and if you were a young Jewish boy like Simon and the disciples were, and, and his brothers, uh, if, if you were a young Jewish boy, you had heard all kinds of stories. Chances are, even though that they weren't, uh, they weren't uh, you know, uh, terribly religious people, they had been to Jewish school and they had learned a lot of scripture. And they had heard the stories. And they had heard the story of God. And they're there and they're in their boat and they're fishing and they can't catch anything. And Jesus says, go back out. And they do and they catch And all of a sudden, Simon recognizes who he's learned about his whole life in a moment. All of a sudden, all the stories about God, all of a sudden, all the things that he had learned, all of a sudden, all the scripture that he had learned, all of a sudden, he goes, I know this guy. I know who they're talking about. This is that guy. This is God. I am seeing in front of me God. I recognize him. I recognize him from this. I recognize him from the word. I've, I've heard the story. I've heard I've, all my life. We've, we've learned about it. I've memorized it. But I don't recognize it because I've never seen it. But now it's standing in front of me in the person of Jesus Christ. And he recognizes the God of the Bible in Jesus Christ. He recognizes him. You have to hear it and then you have to see it. And he recognized. So how do we recognize people? How do we recognize and, 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 and how, do, how is our generation and the generation after us going to recognize him? We tell the story every Sunday. We tell it every Sunday. We tell it in Sunday school. We tell it in Sunday night service. We tell it in home group. We tell it in Wednesday night service. Luke tells it over there to the teens. Kelsey tells it on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. And in Sunday school, we tell it, we sing it. We talk about it, we read it. But I'm going to ask you this, how often do you tell your kids, this is what God did, but this is what God is doing? Parents, I want to challenge you this morning. How often do you sit down with your kids and say, this is what God's doing in my life? Pastor Luke and I sat down, and we try every week. We don't always get it done, but we try every week to sit down together and say, what is God teaching you this week? What has God done real in your life this week? Where has God spoke, and you knew that right now he was speaking into your life? Tonight, we're going to have a praise and worship service. We're going to have testimonies. We're going to have scripture reading. But we're going to have a time where we not only talk about this is what God has said, but this is what God is doing. And then we're going to worship him because of what he's doing. And I want you to come and be part of that tonight. It's just going to be special. But we need to be saying, well, this is what God is doing right now. Are you allowing the God here to do something here? You know the story, but do you know him I want to ask you, I'm going to be real blunt today. Would anybody in your family, moms and dads today, do your kids recognize who this is in your life? Do they know who Jesus is? When they, when, 
Kelsey tells a story, do they, do they come home and they say, I see that in the way my mom and dad live. I see that in the way my grandma and grandpa live. I recognize who Jesus is by the way I see him lived out in the life of my mom and dad and the life of my grandma and grandpa. Would anyone in your family recognize who Jesus is by listening to what he has done in, his, in your life? Are you telling your family the story of God in your life? Have your kids heard the story of your salvation and the stories of not only about your salvation, but how he is helping you week by week by week? Have they seen you, have your kids ever seen you on your face before God? Recognizing him as Lord. You see, you have to recognize God as Lord before anyone can recognize him in you. And what happened in this judges was they, they knew the story, but they didn't recognize God. And then he couldn't be recognized in them. Will our kids be a generation who have heard this but don't know or recognize and understand the Lord? I'm being really honest this morning. I want the worship team to come. If you go to Luke, Luke chapter 5, it says, But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. This is the moment when Simon Peter said, uh, I've heard the story, but now I recognize who you are. He recognized Jesus as God. What he read in the Word, he recognized in Jesus I want to ask you this morning, have you recognized Jesus as Lord of your life this morning? Would anyone know or recognize or understand who Jesus is by being around you? I want us to stand this morning. I want you to be real honest this morning. Do you have a story of a time that God came and freed you from slavery. The Israelites had a story. This is a time when God came and freed me from slavery. And they lived like free people. And their kids said, my folks were freed from slavery and they lived like it. But then the next generation said, my folks were freed from slavery. But the next generation didn't see any change in their life. Is there a change in your life this morning? Have you been freed from sin? Have you been freed from slavery? We all should have a story of how God has freed us. Do you? And are you telling it this morning? Will those after you know or recognize or understand the Lord... Does your life recognize Jesus as Savior today? We're going to sing and the altars are open. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.
moms and dads this morning, I want you to be judgment day honest today. Have you told the story If you just told the story, but be honest, can my kids recognize the life of Jesus in my life? Can they look and see in me the story that we talk about here? I just want you to be honest this morning. If the answer is no, there needs to be a time in your life where you say, I give everything to him. God came and said, I freed you from slavery. And right there, the people should have been on their knees and say, because of that, I will worship you forever. God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to take every bit of the sin that you have ever committed. That statement right there, if you have not come to a place where you have repented, that statement should bring you to repentance today. We're going to open up the altars. I'm just trusting that the Lord is speaking today. Would anybody recognize who Jesus is through your life today? If you need to pray today, come.